Today we're getting all meta in PHP. And in order to accomplish this, we need to talk about DocBlocks, PSR5, annotations, and reflection. But this ever-changing landscape of PHP that we're living in right now, the way that we add the meta information to our code bases is also changing. And we'll discuss the current state of meta programming in PHP and what we can expect of it in the not-too-distant future. So now that we know what we're talking about, let's meet our panel and, as always, in no particular order, we'll start off with Chuck Burgess. Chuck is on the PHP Documenter team, pair group, and now the PHP Fig core committee. Uh, when away from the keyboard, he is either running or driving an electric vehicle. Welcome, Chuck. Howdy, howdy. We also have Marco Pivetta, and Marco is a software consultant working at Rove. He's helping maintain the Zim framework and Doctrine ORM, and he's focusing on improving usage of the PHP language in the community. Welcome, Marco. Thanks. We also have Rasmus Schultz, who is a full-stack developer since 1998. Welcome, Rasmus. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We also have Margaret Staples, who is a developer evangelist at Twilio and one of the secretaries for the PHP Fig. She's been writing code for the web for a really long time, but mostly refrains from yelling at you kids to get off her lawn. Welcome, Margaret. Hello. And finally, we have Alex Gopachenko. He started PHP Storm nine years ago and is now its lead developer and project manager. He leads a team of 12 inside of a team of about 300 people that are making IntelliJ-based IDEs at JetBrains. Welcome, Alex. Hi, everyone. Probably so thanks, I'm the only oh, PHP developer uh, between you all guys. So I will give you a reverse look at PHP. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So since we're getting all meta in this discussion, perhaps we could start with the why of meta information. So this can go out to anybody, but why would we want to add any meta information to our PHP code? Well, for me, it started from documentation, I guess. Um, at the beginning, we just had a bunch of code. Uh, and if we were lucky, it was documented, which means that there was a separate file or something. Uh, just to remember that uh, on PHP 3, you had to actually remove comments because the files were evaluated line by line. So more comments means, means slower PHP, uh, but that's no longer true. And uh, that's pretty much where it started. I think uh, we don't have him here, but uh, Mike Van Riel uh, worked a lot on the PHP documenter project. And uh, we pretty much copied over what was already happening in other languages, I think. Um, but effectively, it starts from documentation. We need to, you know, put some more lies on our code. So I think, uh, from uh, from my perspective, there's uh, there's essentially uh, three different reasons for uh, annotations, doc blocks. One is uh, documentation. Yes. Um, the other one is for uh, static analysis inspections, um, both uh, real time uh, inspections in PHP Storm um, and Visual Studio Code and so on. Um, and uh, offline uh, static analysis with uh, third-party tools like uh, Fan and Stan, uh, Mess Detector, Code Sniffer, uh, that can use some of these annotations um, to enforce uh, uh, code, code quality standards uh, on CI servers and stuff. And then I think the, the last reason um, is um, uh, for runtime ref reflection and metaprogramming, um, which is not something that's like super widespread in PHP, I don't think. Um, Symfony does some of that, but I don't think it's very common for like the average uh, PHP developer to do a lot of reflective metaprogramming with annotations in their day-to-day -day work. Or any of you guys do that? <laughs> we do. Well, yes. Uh... I even built a tool called Strict PHP, which just turns PHP into Java based on annotations. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I definitely want to talk about annotations and things because that's. Um, I want to dive into that because I, I, there's a couple of different branches we can kind of explore with annotations. Uh, but just sort of um, kind of keeping it high level, uh, just kind of here at the beginning, um, is is doc blocks are those the primary or is it the only way that we can add metadata to PHP or are there other ways that we can add a metadata? Yeah, I mean, it's it's the only way to annotate the source code unless somebody invents their own uh, 
new standard or something to put inside DocBlocks, which I mean, they could, um, but it's not the only way to do metaprogramming. Um, I personally, um, from 2011 to 2014 or so, I think um, I did a lot of um, um, uh, annotation-based uh, metaprogramming. And then eventually I just learned um, different patterns. I mean, you can, you can do metaprogramming by just writing uh, classes that, um, that provide the same uh, metadata. And then, you know, like uh, you have like standardized interfaces, something like uh, get metadata or something and um, put that on the class. And then the classes can return metadata objects. It doesn't have to be done with, uh, with reflection. Uh, in the PHP storm, we basically need the metadata and we care only about machine readable part of documentation, uh, not only static analysis, but basically completion, the stuff uh, which is working value type, uh, which gives all the awesomeness. Uh, so we need the type information, it's most important, and everything you can add basically. So we have three types, three ways to add that. Basically, you could put it into the source code, Right now, we only have PHP doc uh, for that. Uh, second, you can put it externally. Uh, and uh, for example, uh, you can create the same class, but with uh, metadata. Uh, this is to augment frameworks. So you don't need to change framework code. So you can don't need to modify any, anything. And uh, also, we have a, we, we, for, we, we needed to invent something. Uh, to do even more advanced stuff like factories in frameworks, dynamic return return stuff, containers. So we have a um, external metadata DSL based. It's PHP, but it's not used like code. It's not evaluated. It's like data structure. We just read abstract syntax tree and uh, use that to see that your container call get my helper returns my helper class, stuff like that. And this is one of the most important unsolved issues right now. We don't want this to be proprietary. We need to some like standard for this. Like a PSR, perhaps. <laughs> I think yeah. we are we're actually going to be talking about a couple, uh, at least two PSRs uh, here coming up here in a second. Um, I guess I, I really kind of wanted to have this episode because I started realizing something about me personally as a developer is that Doc blocks I, I've seen most widely used to declare types on variables and properties. Um, but as PHP is becoming more strongly typed, um, at, with each version, it seems like it gets more and more strongly typed. In PHP 5x, we had we were able to type arrays and classes, but that changed in 7 where they added uh, scalar type declarations. And then in PHP 7.1, we got nullables, void, iterable pseudotype. Uh, we also got the object type in PHP 7.2 and almost making it into PHP 7.3, Made it into seven four. Um, it was kind of last minute, so uh, but it was a really big uh, PR by Bob Wynand and Nikita Pavov. The type properties two point RFC, which was just accepted yesterday. Woohoo! We need to eat some ice cream a little bit later to celebrate. But that um, gives you a, a way to add type declarations to class properties, and that is kind of the primary reason I actually use DocBlocks today is to basically type properties on on classes. I mean, I use them in, in some a few other places. But um, does this mean that I'm I'm a bad developer because I'm using doc blocks less and less and just kind of relying on the PHP runtime to uh, handle all this? <laughs> no, I think that means you're a good developer. Um, I think PHP at the time was a bad programming language. <laughs> um, one of the one of the main reasons I, I started uh, tinkering with um, with my own. Uh, annotation library in, in PHP back in 2011 was actually because of the missing reflections for uh, for types. Like properties didn't have types, but we had already started um, annotating properties with types. And I, I wanted to leverage that information um, for things like, um, for example, um, uh, binding a, a form post to a, a form model and just wanted uh, it to automatically um, Perform typecasts on uh, on post data from a form and cast it to you know like an integer actually becomes an integer and uh, gets assigned to a property on a form model. Um, stuff like that was missing at the time. Um, oh, right. We also going, going back. 
Okay, go ahead, Alex. Sorry, we also think uh, that. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm used to use pronouns we when talking to public, <laughs> but it's all all my opinion <laughs> officially, <laughs> not not company opinion. Still, uh, we have like a uh, seven hundred thousand customers, and uh, uh, basically we ag- aggregate a lot of uh, real world problems. So, uh, PHP docs are flexible. You could put anything in there, but this is a problem. Uh, it uh, there is no there's very little common standards that was, wasn't uh, before PHP Documenter and PHP Storm was most biggest uh, forces p- p- making PHP Doc machine readable. And uh, uh, right now there are still some uh, huge gray areas. So if you're using something which is enforced on you by compiler, basically, or interpreter runtime, this is better because it's uh, like single source of truth, definitely better. So you're presumably excited about a PSR 19 well, mm, I have a long speech about that. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Chuck, you were about to say something? Well, I, I was just going to point out that um, historically, PHP Documenter and the doc blocks and such was really just to show you what the code couldn't, wasn't able to show you at the time. So, I mean, as more capabilities have been added to PHP. Some of the things have become redundant, and so therefore most people treat them as optional. Um, But like I said, historically, those things weren't there, so this was a means for you to communicate what the code couldn't tell you. And it still kind of is. I mean, there are either tighter or looser constraints than you can uh, than you can express with uh, PHP type declarations. It, it, it could be useful, for example, to uh, be able to do type unions, it's something that isn't supported by PHP yet. And I guess one thing I would mention going forward is, even though all these additional things are in the language, that doesn't mean everybody's using them. So hopefully they are putting this information into doc blocks if they're not going to uh, use it in the code, at least if I'm going to be helping maintain it after them. <laughs> and uh, it also really doesn't make you a worse developer as soon as you start adding more and more types to your system, to your project, to your library. Uh, you're going to reduce the amount of documentation that is needed to make it work. You're going to reduce the amount of ambiguity. You can introduce a lot of descriptive usages of, of how people are supposed to use your code. So, yeah. It really, really helps. True that, true that. So I, I thought I knew DocBlocks pretty well until I started preparing the show notes for this and realized that there's a lot about DocBlocks that I actually didn't know about. And there's a couple of things that I'm actually pretty excited about to try on in the next project because I'm obsessed with developer experience and documentation. And I feel like there's a lot of areas where I, I could improve my documentation experience by making use of DocBlocks. Um, which I want to talk about a little bit later. But I, I kind of want to talk about um, doc blocks as a whole in that um, I, I say doc blocks like all the time, just doc block this, doc block that. But doc block is actually more of an umbrella term, I realized. Um, and it's it encompasses a subset of descriptors that we can associate with structural elements in PHP. Specifically, doc blocks are doc comments that contain valid PHP docs. So I kind of want to break this down. So the parser, the PHP parser, um, actually treats... Uh, certain comments different than other comments, right? And that's how we can make doc blocks work, right? Two asterisks um, for the ones uh, for the doc blocks you you want to be able to access via reflection. So the the reflection a- API has a something like a get get doc comment for uh, uh, class reflections, property reflections, uh, method reflections, and that's how the annotation frameworks um, access the um, that 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 piece of um, of content uh, that has to be parsed for for the uh, for the PHP doc syntax itself, which PHP doesn't parse. Yeah, and you need to have a reflection symbol. So, uh, as far as I know, it works on properties, methods, classes, but it doesn't work on things like function calls. It doesn't work on constants because we don't have the actual um, annotation symbol on a constant. It also doesn't um, work on files. Does it actually work on files? Never tried. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, because it's not a reflection symbol, actually. So you can't yeah. ask for a PHP here. I have a reflection file. Tell me what is in it. Um, right. We don't have a file reflection. So. And, and it should be also clear that, that accessing these, these annotations has a huge performance impact 
because uh, there are two things that need to happen uh, in order to read them properly. The first thing is you need to have them enabled uh, in the opcache settings. So you may land or deploy on a server that has annotation support uh, removed. This happens because the PHP language may optimize them away and remove them from the uh, so-called compiled opcodes. And uh, the second thing is you are going to go through reflection. Now, reflection is quite fast in PHP. It's not as slow as in other languages, especially compiled languages, uh, but it has an overhead. So you are actually introspecting the code and the code may change location. A lot of things can happen there. So um, need to be careful about it. Um, hence, it's it's generally suggested to use them only um, during compile time steps, so not at runtime, not when the server is running, but when you deploy, when you are, or if you run them, you run them once and then you cache whatever you see. So you prevent accessing and repeating this access multiple times because it's actually very, very expensive. Right, but the, the frameworks that... Um... Like uh, for Symphony and uh, and the uh, PHP annotations framework that that I wrote, I mean they do cache. So once the once the the hard work of of parsing PHP doc, um, I mean that's where the real overhead is. The, the the overhead of just getting the the text is really quite small. Yeah, and, I, and I've I've heard from a lot of internals people from way back in the day saying don't use reflection; it's slow. And I think that that sentiment that you all are echoing is that if you cache it, then you know you have this initial like we're going to use reflection to do what we need to do, like doc blocks or uh, maybe auto wiring a container or something to do some dependency injection. Um, there's lots of really cool things we could do ref- with reflection, but I like I like what you're all saying: just cache it, and then it's faster. But cache but, and validation um, is one of the hardest things in programming, right? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But don't get it wrong. Uh, Reflection in PHP is quite fast. Um, The idea that reflection is slow comes from other languages like Java, for example. When you're reflecting a class, what's happening is that you're going under the hood. You're you're asking things to the engine that the engine may have optimized away. Uh, In PHP, we're lucky enough that the engine is not optimizing away things. I mean, that's both positive and negative for us, which means that reflection is pretty much as fast as any other class instantiation yet. So don't worry too much about that. You know, if you see new reflection class, it's not the end of the world. In <laughs> Java, maybe it is. <laughs> I'm really curious about um, the AST layer, which is this new thing that we got in PHP 7, um, the abstract syntax tree. And if uh, I know that it, um, if if you have a library installed, like I think Nikita Pavlov has a library out there that allows you to access the a, uh, AST. It, can we use the AST to grab doc blocks or PHP docs? Absolutely. Uh, so, sorry if I'm always talking here, but you were <laughs> mentioning the reflection and grabbing doc blocks. And we released a Rove better reflection a few months back version two that actually allows you to do that. And it actually uses Nikita's library, which is called PHP parser um, in order to actually fetch uh, information from files. And you can ask questions like, here's a directory, please tell me everything that is in there. You know, and it can do that without loading the code. That's the big advantage. And you got AST, you can process code without actually evaluating. And before we we actually had PHP just load the code into memory, do whatever it has to do to actually evaluate it. It's like you only have eval in order to work with reflection. And that is a problem, especially if you're downloading code from somewhere and you want to look into it without, you know, downloading a virus or something. True that. So once we actually get the doc block pulled out, whether it's we're using reflection or the pulling it out of the EST layer, uh, what, like the actual P- PHP, the doc block contains PHP docs, I guess, right? There's a, a couple of different types of PHP docs, or I should say entities, not to confuse types, because I was having a lot of trouble with, with the show notes. I kept saying types, but types means one thing in PHP, it means another thing in doc blocks, and then it's like there's different uh, different variations of PHP docs, but I don't want to say different PHP doc types, because that's a different thing. Uh, so could you help us break, us down, uh, break it down such that we understand PHP doc a little bit better? I think that was um, maybe Mike's attempt to put some hard terms around uh, pieces when you got to the point of trying to actually break the components of a doc block down into parsable pieces. Um, and I run that question by me again. 
what, yeah. what are what are some <laughs> like well, just maybe some what are some examples of like a PHP doc can contain PHP docs, right? Like it, it like it can have a summary description and tags and things like that. Um, is that, is that kind of how I, I, can, I can tell you how 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 exactly bad it is. <laughs> uh, I mean, generally uh, the structure is absolutely uh, has no any formal structure. I mean, it's uh, so, so certain lines uh, have the so-called PHP doc tags in them. They, they start with ampersand, they have some name, and after uh, the uh, this particular tag, maybe some tag like method or Param, uh, the whole, the rest of line just basically changed semantics completely. I mean, uh, some symbols which are valid in one tag will be completely invalid in another tag, and uh, there is no uh, general like grammar for them, stuff like that. For example, um, also by by default there are no multi-line tags, so tags and by by the end of line. And but uh, for example, if you have a doctrine style annotation, you have to treat this in special way, basically counting the braces, so it, because uh, the, it can span multiple lines, stuff like that. And uh, actually, PSR five is the solution for that because it introduces some like basic basic syntax to 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 make this uh, machine friendly. And uh, but there are still some like huge gray areas. Um, I can give some examples, but. If you wish, <laughs> well, at, at least for the annotations, we have a formal grammar, the doctrine annotations. But that's yes. a different corner. We didn't even go there yet. I think. Yeah, my most important part of PHP doc uh, tags is the type description, like you say. Like uh, it's the type for a particular symbol. For example, a method or function parameter or um, return type or uh, maybe a um, variable type also. And uh, for, me for method tags, basically types for all of method has parameters. And, uh, and uh, the syntax for those types is, is like, there will no syntax before uh, when we started PHP Storm, for example. Uh, people just wrote something in there, for example, like array, and then just continue doing plain text. Array of something, uh, or otherwise, if no result, for example, false. So this is uh, when we have to invent something. For arrays, we use Java notation or C notation, basically uh, name of type and square braces, like the most straightforward thing. And it was quickly adopted by users and then other projects. And then second thing, then people try to express stuff like array or false. Basically, we invented this that is called called now the union types, the array, basically or false, which basically looks like expression you familiar with, and it doesn't change much in what you was writing writing before, except removing the or key uh, word. And uh, uh, basically, we generated all the header files for standard PHP classes and changed the default uh, text human readable descriptions from the uh, Web uh, website to more machine like machine like readable, so that's why we have like a more complex syntax. But basically, type definition is like either simple simple type name or class name, or a combination of, of them. Pixar try uh, five tries to mitigate that and expand on that. For example, introducing like better collection types, uh, other things. Uh, but there is a much work uh, to be done, actually. Also, have intersection types now um, in the next yes. EAP. Um, so PHP Stan has been introducing those. Uh, so when we were used to this type is either A or B, uh, which is generally a bad idea. Uh, but it is pretty much standard, uh, especially for nullability. Um, now you can have A and B. So this is very useful when you have um, magically composed classes like this is an A and also a mock. So we are very sure that this is a mock of A. And in that case, the intersection type makes more sense. Uh, so it's different from a union type, whereas a union type is like this type or this type. We don't, like during the runtime, we might get either. An intersection type is like it's both of these things. Yeah, so this this is stuff that is only public because the language has no way to express this at a type level. Um, 
And it's also very, very hard for the language to generally convey types, uh, because if we were to, you know, introduce types everywhere, then um, in PHP, we have this concept of a zval, which is kind of like the box that, con that, that contains a variable and it moves around. And this zval, uh, all what happened in PHP 7 was mostly about reducing the amount of data that is in such a zval and in which kind of zvals exist and so on. And if we um, add the type information to this data structure again, we would basically make PHP 7 as slow as PHP 5 again, because PHP is runtime evaluated, anything can happen. So if we were to say this thing has to be locked into an integer and it needs to be and stay as an integer, we would have this additional memory usage in every variable that says you can't assign a non-integer here and that's a problem. So that's why it stays in documentation. It will probably stay in documentation for a long time. Yeah, yeah such complex cases is where uh, then you cannot change the runtime. Uh, this is there you uh, have having a better tooling helps. For example, you can express those uh, types and uh, have better completion than you editing. And then you can run tools like PHP stand on CI, FL, like a consistency check uh, across ent your entire project. And this is very important. So yeah. I'm gonna look at the, the go ahead. Was, was that Chuck who just chimed in? Was that Marco? I'm talking oh. too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just kind of want to make a transition, transition, transition over to uh, looking at some of these types because I think there's uh, in doc, blocks, you can say bool or boolean. Um, and so there's a couple of types that don't exactly translate over to the PHP, which would expect bool, not boolean. I remember when we first got scalar type hints, I was typing boolean everywhere and it kept saying, there's no class called boolean. What are you talking about? I'm like, ah, bool, bool, bool is the keyword I'm looking for. Uh, but uh, I'm curious, are we, uh, maybe hearing from the kind of PHP fig kind of uh, um, way of thinking of things. Are we trying to standardize um, how we write the types in in doc blocks? Is that kind of the the purpose of PSR five and PSR nineteen? That I think that's fantastic. That's <laughs> definitely part of PSR five. Um, but I think uh, for for legacy reasons, it it will support both bool and boolean. But probably bool will be recommended, for example, um, because it's it's the actual uh, it's the actual type hint in, in PHP, obviously. Yeah, in PHP Storm, basically you edit your code, so you create your code there or change it. So the idea is you we accept everything we can understand in less ambiguous way at least or for some things we have even a setting like this is very old school project we uh, write the param tax without dollar this is something like that but we only generate the most like consistent and uh, like uh, correct from whatever grammar we have at the moment uh, of this version of PHP Storm. In nine years, it's changed somewhat, fortunately, to the, to the better side. But yes, the tools uh, should generate the, um, basically standardize the code and uh, to make it interchangeable. But yes, for many, many years, uh, we will be, have, have to read the old stuff. Well, but the, the tool can only you know, generate stuff when you can infer it. So anywhere it's inferred is not really in need for a type anyway, for a type declaration. So if you have, I know this is reality nowadays, but um, according to yesterday's merged pull request, which is the type properties, uh, let's say that you have a constructor. I can actually make a demo. If you have a constructor, um, I'm going to open the IDE just to show it. I know it's a commercial tool, sorry. It's not going to work um, on the rate. <laughs> effectively, if you're generating a constructor and uh, and you add a, a you know a parameter and you say this is a boolean and it will generate you know it can generate getters it can generate setters it can generate properties um, none of this none of these uh, are required according to the um, you know new RFC acceptance. Uh, the only reason where I would see this as required is now in those types that we cannot yet. Um, infer, which uh, or we cannot actually declare in the language, which are effectively the um, um, things like union types, like things like intersection types, uh, generic types, which we don't have yet. So we're inventing our own again. So uh, let me actually see if I can do this. So, I mean, I, I think I'll just add, um, uh, you're completely right that a lot of the type annotations that we historically had to add, like say return types, that we had to add with uh, with uh, doc blocks 
and now you can add them as real type hints and you don't strictly need the dot bug anymore. Um, what you do still need them for is of course for documentation. Um, so we do still need them. And that's, that was actually, this was one of the, one of the uh, last issues I, I, I brought up uh, with PSR five before it, uh, before it uh, completely stalled. Um, the, the fact that, that the old PHP doc syntax uh, doesn't make the type hints optional. So you can't do add return sure. or add param without putting an actual type in there, which means you're forced to duplicate everything. Uh, I think that's one thing we have to address with uh, with PSR5. We have to come up with a solution for that. So basically saying that we will not have, or, or that the standard would advise not to add the duplication in your uh, view? Or? No, I'm saying it needs to be optional. The, the, the syntax of the say, of the uh, add, add return annotation, for example, the s- syntax of it right now is uh, is that you you have to put a type hint in there. It's, it's not optional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, if you generate a, a document to put what this parameter specifically is, like for human, you have to generate type, even if uh, it's easily inferred and it's like primitive type or something like that. Yeah. And uh, uh, to basically, and tool will maintain it for you, but... Why? Nowadays, you can just skip the generation. In PHP Storm, we can just make an option, but still, it should be like lowered by standard, because then PHP Documenter, for example, won't maybe won't generate proper uh, documentation. And second thing also is uh, is relevant to this, for example, uh, to to duplication. I mean, uh, f- from type related or PHP doc related issues right now, Open Tracker, like in top fifty most voted with hundreds of votes, is like remove the entity name duplication, for example, for parameters, uh, because you have to write the name twice. Why do, do not use order? Because some people maybe... I, I, I don't see the point, but still, this duplication is uh, uh, a, a problem for some people. Well, it's a problem if, for example, you change the return type of a function and you don't notice that there's also a dot block where the typing is duplicated, you need to always remember to change it in two different places. Well, inspection and for in PHP Storm will tell you even before commit. Uh, oh, yeah. you, have, I, you 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 made an incorrect change, and uh, I, I guess PHP Storm will do it. Uh, PHP Storm, for example, do it uh, on your CI yeah. uh, with yeah, warning level it's runtime error. Uh, but still, I mean, I guess there's there's no good argument for duplicating information that's already present in the source code. But right. you should, I, I guess, in the point of making errors, uh, especially like in the editor, uh, this is very different from, uh, editor is very different from like compiler or interpreter because most of the time it has totally incorrect code. You just starting to open, type something. And um, basically have the, have the, for example, param tag line completely consistent by itself, param name, type and name, and some description. You can uh, move it, for example, and do not lose something. And people uh, easily spot they have the wrong name or wrong type, but uh, if they have the wrong order without name and type with some details, uh, it's harder for people to spot. Uh, So it's like a tricky question. Uh. Yeah, but the the order would not be sufficient anyway because what happens is that, let's say that you have a signature where you have an array and then you have an integer, then you have an array again. Uh, now, for example, in the doctrine coding standards, uh, this is required. It is required for you to document array, the two array types, and it is forbidden for you to document the integer type unless you put a description of what that int- uh, sorry, what that boolean, Excellent. whatever it is. Excellent. <laughs> so it, it actually forbids you to document stuff that is redundant, and it automatically removes this stuff from the doc blocks. But it enforces that anything that is an array or an iterable or a countable or something like that um, cannot just be left as is. You need to specify an array of what. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can't because just otherwise you get mixed. Because, yeah. Yeah. And, and therefore, the positional argument would not work because then you would just duplicate all the time anyway. So, yeah, we close the issue and inform everyone this is the standard now. Good. Oh, you can link it to me. I'll give you this argument, and you can close. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we'll just well, make I it. Do, Sorry, I do want to uh, kind of look at um, kind of the status of PSR five and PSR nineteen because I know that that for a while there, it kind of uh, 
it was going somewhere. PSR five was going somewhere and then it kind of got stalled for a little bit, but I think we've got, uh, Chuck is on the, as you're the editor for PSR five and PSR 19 now, right? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and then, uh, Margaret, as a, as a big sec- secretary, what, how, what is your role in, in, in the PSRs? Do you, um, do you, do you push people to be like, all right, we got to get this thing out. Or do you, are you, are you saying like, we need to change this this way or what's, what's, what's your role for that? I'm a cat herder. I herd cats. <laughs> yeah. um, I just, I just make sure that um, everybody understands what the status of every PSR is. And I try and determine whether or not there's any interest in moving it forward. If it's stalled out and just try and get it back on track and sort of, it's, it's just cat herding. That's, that's really my whole job. <laughs> nice. So has there been much activity in, in terms of um, uh, working on any of the PSRs related to doc blocks recently or? Well, I'd gotten the, uh, at, uh, I'd worked on at tech splitting the original PSR five as it was left off into uh, two, uh, two standard definitions. One to describe the format of doc blocks and tags and such. And another to enumerate the, tags that have historically been used, um, going mostly by based on what PHP documenter has, uh, has tended to always use. So, Can I actually ask here, um, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm maintaining also the doctrine stuff, uh, and um, I put in quite some effort to, uh, for example, stop Zen Framework in 2011 from implementing annotation its own way, and just saying, just pick the existing library, please. Um, is there anything considering also that, uh, which is not PHP documenter annotations? It's like completely different. Is is there something in the document about that? I'm not following the document yet. Well, one of, about the only things that Mike and I had originally put in the documents regarding annotations was trying to leave room for annotations if they were going to be some kind of standardization wrapped around them later. Because from a PHP documenter perspective, it was just let's define what we need to define without putting up a roadblock for whatever annotations are already out in the wild. So as far as the PSR five structure document at this point, it kind of mentions we're aware of annotations. We're trying to define this structure to where we won't hinder any standardization efforts as far as annotations go. Annotations is, I feel like we're going to, I have a whole section dedicated to annotations in the show notes, but since it's kind of getting close to wrap up time, I don't even think we're going to be able to really talk about it. And there's an RFC out there. I think Rasmus, you're the one who created the simple annotations RFC, correct? Uh, yeah, I did. That was, uh, I don't know. That was a, that was just kind of a, a brain fart to be completely honest. <laughs> um, there, had already been, uh, there had already been an attempt to, uh, to, uh, Standardized. There had already been an, an RC trying to standardize an, an annotation syntax for PHP, and uh, I think from from what I gathered, part of the reason it failed was because it was just way too complicated. And uh, yeah, I just I sat down one evening and tried this, and just said, okay, so what what is the absolute minimum? What, what's the what's the least thing you can do? To actually put metadata in there, um, and the idea that I come, came up with was just put, just allow any PHP expression and whatever values you put in there, whether they're objects or strings or numbers or anything you put in there, you can you can get them just as a list of those values. Um, like most uh, most software that comes consumes annotations for reflection purposes, like for metaprogramming, is going to scan the list of annotations anyway to try to find the uh, you know the annotations of a certain type so that they can get certain types of uh, metadata from those. If they're going to do that anyway, then I, I don't know. That seemed like the, the simplest thing you could do was just allow any value to be put yeah, in there. Any, any constant value that has no side effects, basically. Yeah. yeah. It makes you, you sense. Would <laughs> you would hope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but for example, the, the doctrine annotations have a side effects. When you load them, you're actually calling the constructor of a class somewhere, and that's honestly problematic. So you wouldn't be able to do that in typical PHP code because you put, you know, cause autoloading and other things. So oh, it makes well, sense, to, you know, like just have an annotation, which is just an array or something like that. Oh, you just lo- put an array class, on top of a class, I mean, and that's, I mean, I that's it. Lo- loading a class. Uh, in, in itself doesn't necessarily cause side effects. 
I, I don't view loading a class as a side effect. If that was a side effect, then PHP is only side effects. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> like, everything gets effect. loaded on every request. So, Yeah, but no function calls, you know. Then every time right. you load the annotation, it looks differently. <laughs> yeah, sure. But any code that's inside a PHP file gets executed, right? Hopefully yeah, nobody puts... Like Hopefully nobody puts code inside a class file that just to make it execute when it loads, but you can. Yeah, I, I really I'd love to have a, a separate episode on annotations because I feel like we can really open Pandora's box on, a box on this one and and talk about how like how it's supported right now with DocBlocks, but also how some some of the there's a couple of RFs, other RFCs that have uh, come up that kind of hint at adding annotations to PHP natively with uh, with some syntax. I think Hackling has annotations with the uh, angle brackets or something like that. Um, if I remember correctly, I'm just kind of going off the top of my head here. I'm just waiting for some nods or something, maybe. Yes, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but I, like and stuff even built in the language. So annotations that are already out of the box provided by the language. Yeah. Well, I do want to um, kind of start wrapping up here because we're kind of getting really close to that time. Um, I do know uh, one thing, I, I as I'm kind of like exploring other languages, I've been kind of digging into Rust a little bit and they have this really cool thing called Rust doc and they also have their own uh, doc comment and it's a uh, it's three forward slashes instead of just the standard comment for the double forward slash and it basically will convert um, everything that's in those triple uh, forward slashes into markdown supported html formatted docs and i'm like that's so cool we should do that in php and then i remembered we've had this for a really long time you can do this with php documenter and doc blocks because they fully support markdown and everything right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i don't think that's actually cool i like to keep my documentation <laughs> as minimal as possible because the more you document, the more you have to sync up with the actual code. Code yeah, that needs documentation example, is generally bad. Uh, for example, if you type in your code inside of editor, editor needs to render maybe some uh, parameter hints for you uh, really neatly. And if you put some like formatting in there, won't won't work really. I mean, yeah. in terms of usability and stuff. If, <laughs> but if also, I just the the question, I would the others. Uh, when was the last time you generated the documentation from a project? Excellent question. When did you do that last time? Come on, let's start from Alexi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I stopped reading Java doc generated, uh, the original for all these good doc, doc generators. Uh, I think 10 years ago, I always using quick documentation in my ID uh, in various and other more smart assistants. Uh, and I never generated them, basically. Um, if I could have my way, I would get rid of um, inline doc blocks in uh, in PSR5 and add Markdown instead, because the only thing inline doc blocks are used for is for things like links and, uh, you know, see this other class. And then, I don't know, I think mark, Markdown is, is just better for uh, for rich text than, than trying to squeeze doc blocks into the into the comment content. People put tables there. I mean, HTML tables. Yeah. Really. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think it's like, like going too far. If the code needs that level of documentation, either it's broken or it was not well designed, um, high-level documentation should not be on, you know, a symbol inside the code. It should be like Here's a readme of the project. Yeah, it's if you put it on the class that you're using, and then you have like a function with with that much code, uh, <laughs> and and three pages of documentation, something is really really wrong in my opinion. Unfortunately, we have this with PHP core classes like uh, iterators. Uh, I think something like that, or uh, like SPL style stuff, style array objects, and lot lot lots of there. And especially list of constants you should pass to old style functions. It's hardcore. And we have some solutions already, or suggestions already for discussion, if you wish. <laughs> well, I do want to I do want to talk about this in a, in a future episode because I, I really would love to get uh, all y'all's opinion on like tightly coupling documentation and code. Because I, I do see a, a trade-off there. Um, 
I, I see the value of, of tightly coupling it because it's it's often that you're, when your code changes, your documentation is some way over here in some other place that it's easy to get out of sync. And if it's right there in the code, maybe it's easier to keep it in sync. Um, but as you said, there's lots of trade-offs to having it right there in the code. These giant like hundred line documented or documented uh, uh, doc block right above the class. That's a, another trade-off to have, right? Um, but since we're getting so close to wrapping up time, I do want to give a, a couple shout outs on Twitter. Uh, people who are chiming in who want to have their question and or snarky comment addressed and scott schultley um is looking for some help documenting php doc guidelines i think um scott is working on, on on getting a team together and getting them all up to date on doc blocks and and what to do is there a good resources to point scott to and everybody else who's curious about diving deeper into doc blocks well, i mean you've got the uh the tag manual on php documenters website i guess as a as a base to go to and p 19 will be the good po- good point. <laughs> Someone should say PSR five, so I'm going to say that. I know it's unstable and you know it's not a, a standard yet, but um, there are some pretty solid descriptions of the of the of the tags that are in PHP Documenter. Why do you use tags? Yeah, and if you look at the code of PHP Documenter, which is probably a bit too much there, uh, you can actually find the list of classes which are actually one-to-one to what is supported in the doc blogs. Very cool. Also, Stefan Hardoffer uh, mentioned, hopefully someone will mention Disco. What's Disco? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, Disco is a dependency injection container, uh, which was pretty much picked from Java's Juice. Juice? I don't know how it's pronounced. Juice. And um, yeah, it's a dependency injection container built by some guys, uh, some people at, at Google, sorry. And um, yeah, uh, what they did is they put on annotations on a class, very normal class, and on those specific methods that are annotated, uh, when you regenerate or recompile the application, uh, you get some different behaviors, such as memoizing a return value or making a certain thing a named service so you can ask it for it by name instead of calling that method. It's not necessarily, ah, come on, Rasmus, you need to try it. <laughs> but anyway, the point is you, you have a class that is your dependency injection container that looks like a factory. You can run static analysis and whatever on it. So it's just plain PHP code without, you know, XML or fancy configuration or other things, or even worse, YAML. Um, and uh, when you add those annotations, it decorates it with additional behavior that would otherwise be very hard to add. Like AOP before after. Point cut. It's pretty much AOP. Yes, it's pretty much AOP. I think it's actually done the right way. It's not necessarily the coolest thing, but compared to other dependency injection containers out there, it's most likely the simplest one. Cool, cool. One last tweet from actually one of the panelists, Alex. And it was actually in response to the tweet that I had posted from the PHP Roundtable Twitter account that would that had a screenshot of using Docbox above a for each loop showing how you can add uh, IDE syntax highlighting um, by saying that all the things inside this array are of this type. Of course, I got well actually by about a thousand people. Like, actually, if you properly annotated this property in the first place, you would have just used like a typed array sort of annotation above, uh, or not, I shouldn't say have an annotation doc block above that uh, particular property in the class. So as, as um, like, if you, if you have an array of the guest objects in this case, you could just do guest open and close bracket, right? To, to show that, that everything inside this array is, is of type a guest instance, right? Yeah, with the, with the type of key and value might be inferred if the property or variable uh, of like iterable or array type is uh, documented uh, properly. This is the idea. And uh, if you have this class definition in one place, you only need it once and you can iterate in many places and you don't need to repeat yourself. And you can enforce that it's actually added to your code base uh, by using coding standards. There's like Slevomat and Doctrine coding standards. They both allow you to say, you know, anything that is an array or that is an iterable type, you have to document it. I think this has been saved three times now. Please document your arrays. (laughs) Don't give arrays to people. No, PHP PHP stand supposedly is is really good at this uh, inference stuff when it yeah. does static analysis. There's even better. I looked at um, um, Vimeo's Psalm. Uh, Vimeo's Psalm, they even oh, yeah. have annotations for documenting things like closures. 
where you can yes. document the parameter type, the return types. You can generate. You can actually write generics with it. It's it's not necessarily the best thing, but it's because it's still living in the documentation. But you can put a, a you know, a, a, something called a template. It's called a template on a class, and you can say this is a parameterized class which has a, a parameter t, and then you can add it to methods, and it will you know link them together. The class, the, the class level annotation with the method level annotation with the closure inside the method annotation, and so on. Very. very I cool. actually proposed that for uh, PSR five. <laughs> oh, uh, year, yeah. years ago. And uh, I, I think there's still an open pull request for that, but um, it, yeah, the whole thing stalled. <laughs> One more thing from Twitter, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, Andrew Woods just chimed in. What information should be included in the file level header? Uh, so are we talking about doc block? I'm, I'm guessing um, over if you put a doc block over the file uh, structure, like how what what does that look like? I think that's, copyright notice. I'm sorry, a license and copyright. Yeah, is that, don't do that. Is that the two things that are supported? No. <laughs> yeah, just just don't do it at all. If okay. you have a, a license in your repository, you're fine, and you don't need to do it in every file. That's okay. Yeah, yeah file uh, level doc box kind of a uh, an artifact from way back. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, like the Facebook PHP SDK has a giant license thing at the top of every file. It's kind of it's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All right, cool. So um, I think it's time to wrap up officially with some shameless plugs, and we can uh, get out of here. Let's. I, in no particular order, I'm just going to go in the order I can see you on Google uh, here. Alex, do you have anything that you want to shamelessly promote? Yeah, we have the best type inference out there, uh, definitely, because uh, and we constantly improving it. Uh, for example, recently uh, we can uh, we have a type system which will track the security for you, like basically all across code paths. So you will have a real time uh, vulnerability analysis and stuff like that. And we would like to uh, provide this as a standard for everyone <laughs> in future. Very cool. What about you, Chuck? Do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, I'll jump off the uh, <laughs> jump out to the driveway and say zero motorcycles. Get yourself an electric motorcycle and see what uh, instant torque feels like. Oh wow, that sounds scary, honestly, <laughs> but fun <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> How about you, Marco? You got anything you want to promote? Uh, well, um, as as I said in the intro, I'm, I'm a consultant. I work for a company called Rove, and uh, we pretty much focus on domain-driven development and Zen framework-based development. So focus if you need any help. Very nice. What about you, Margaret? You got anything you want to promote? Um, Twilio for all your communications API needs. Uh, if, if it is communications and not email, we have an API for that, including Authy for 2FA, 2FA, all of the things. Um, and also Twilio.org if you were doing a software project on top of the Twilio platform that um, accomplishes some sort of social good. Connect with Twilio.org. We want to facilitate that. And also PHP Fig. Support PHP Fig. Volunteer time to PHP Fig. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. What about you, Rasmus? Do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, open source. Share your code. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> awesome. Yes, open source for the win. <laughs> so we have a couple, uh, quite a a ton of actual episodes in the docket in the in the queue ready to be um to be done ready to be produced whatever uh one of those is gdpr for php devs that's been on the docket for a long time i think i, I think it's about time to get that one actually out finally <laughs> all things drupal's another one a live accessibility audit um of the phproundtable.com website so that i can be embarrassed by all the ways that it's not accessible uh, but we're gonna do it live so that hopefully we can all learn this stuff together if you have something that you would like to share a topic about php or something that php nerds care about send an email to me um i actually have a form on phproundtable.com you can fill out or you just hit me up on Twitter. I'm Sammy K or ping the PHP Roundtable on Twitter. I would like to thank Alex, Chuck, Marco, Margaret, and Rasmus for joining us in this discussion. And we'll talk to you folks in the next episode. Peace.